Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust. As the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalist, the bright race, the Amen race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Nubian Menkaris, and this is Mentalect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing a silent evolution versus a loud revolution. First and foremost, before I start, can everybody hear me? I want to make sure I'm coming in clear. Can everybody hear me? I want to make sure I'm coming in clear, very clear. Let me know if everybody can hear me. All right. First and foremost, how did everybody enjoy Mesoamerican Radio? That was our first um, broadcast ever. Broadcast one is going to be on YouTube. I'm trying to keep those broadcasts kind of clean because I want them to really get out there on uh, YouTube. Like that on Mesoamerican radio, so I'm gonna keep it pretty clean. I'm gonna try and keep it clean as possible. You know, you know me, I get into it. But I'm gonna make sure that the from Pan African from um um Meso from Pan from African American to Mesoamerican, I want that up there. I want tonight's broadcast and all Mesoamerican broadcasts will be found on YouTube. And I would like everybody who's listening to subscribe to Mesoamerican Radio Channel One on YouTube. We're gonna have our videos up there in Mesoamerican Saturdays from 7 to 9 will be followed by um, Natural Radio by Sister N. Ross and Dara Mendes at 9, from 9, she'll do hers from 9, I think, to 9.30. She started late today. She did 9.30 to 10 o'clock, and I chimed in. I want everybody to catch her broadcast, Natural Radio. She's in charge. She does Natural Radio from um, 9 o'clock to 9.30. She did 9.30 to 10. So it'll be Mesoamerican Radio from 7 to 9. Natural Radio from 9 to 9.30 and 10 o'clock, we're going to rock out with Mental Act Radio, so we're here. Thank you for those of you who support it and uh, that's going to come in, so we're keeping it moving. The Realist Broadcasting Network, I'm going to call it the Real Broadcasting Network, the RBN, the Real Broadcasting Network in a minute. we the Real Mental Act Radio, the Real Broadcasting Network, along with Mesoamerican Natural. Anyway, the silent evolution. Silent evolution hmm. versus a loud revolution. What has uh what has black people what have black people been doing? Black people have been trying to have loud revolutions. Black people have engaged in a lot of loud revolutions. Okay? They have engaged in a lot of loud revolutions, protests, march, demonstrations, things like that. And black people have always been known to look to that form of, um, you know, power, making all this noise, marching, protesting, turning up in court, showing up in court. You know, all that, again, is about making spectacles of yourself. You see? All that's about people making spectacles of themselves because don't none of that ever worked. Y'all Negroes show up, you protest, you march, you don't like how you're being treated, you don't like this, you don't like that. But you never get anything accomplished with these marches, with these protests, with these sit-ins. All you're doing, and I told people this before a long time ago, all you're doing is helping the police set up their emergency, you know, um, uh, their emergency uh, uh, response. What do I mean by that? They have to know how to respond in a emergency. 
whether people, whether it's overcrowding, whether there's uh, 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 mass hysteria, chaos, they have to know. So whenever you people do these protests, it's just practice for them on how they're going to deal with violent outbreaks. And sometimes they'll end up getting violent just as a form of practice. That's, that's all they do this for. They allow you to do these protests because it benefits them. It helps them stay on point when they are doing a protest. When you are doing that protest, like I said, they are protests what you're doing. And they, they are pro, meaning they are for what you're doing in the test. It's the test their force. The test their force is how they deal with crowd control, how they do this, how they do that. So they have to have live people protesting in, in huge amounts or numbers so that they can practice crowd control. That's the only reason they allow you to have your protests. They don't care about what you're talking about. They don't care about what you're marching about, why you ain't this, why ain't that. Again, protesting and marching never helped nobody. That never helped anybody. All right? It never did and it never will. You can sit up here and have water hoses sprayed on you, dogs sicked on you. And like I said, 50, 60 years down the line, 70 years down the line, black, so-called black people are still asking for rights. They're still asking for equality. So obviously all of those displays, all of those displays of loud revolutions have done nothing. They have done nothing. And they will continue to do nothing. They will continue to do nothing. All right? Nothing. This is why so-called black people keep arriving at the same uh, um, outcome, which is nowhere, over and over and over again. And they don't seem to get tired of this. They keep saying every time something happens, Oh, we're going to march and we're going to protest and we ain't going to allow this thing going to happen again. We're going to turn up. We're going we're gonna to turn out, show up and show out and all this other stuff. You know, in the 60s, you know, some of y'all would turn up and turn it out and show up and show out and turn over cop cars. And, you know, some of y'all be fighting in the street with the police and all that. You see how that went from that to fighting with the police, turning over cars, causing civil disturbance. You see how that went from that the homosexual black males showing up twerking their ass out in the public while you niggas are protesting. You see how that turned around? How that turned from you niggas turning it out and showing up and showing out and getting bit by dogs, sprayed by hoses, beat up by the white man, to some niggas tooting their ass up and twerking and, and booty shorts and the black females and males, both being hoes out there in the street. How that happened? How that happened? You niggas, you niggas turned protest into a twerk contest. That's that's what you'll see. That's what all that display and that spectacle ends up um, becoming. All them display all them displays and all them spectacles end up becoming a damn a damn uh, freak show. A coon show. That's all it ends up becoming. People trying to show up and show out. That's all it becomes. Even going that goes all the way back to the so called Black Panthers, man. You know they're the ones that started all that showing up and showing out. They're the ones that start the Black Panthers. Because if you was really about helping your people and you was really about that, then one thing is one thing to feed the children and talk about free lunch programs. It's one thing to um, galvanize the community and start creating jobs and working together and all this other stuff and, and, and trying to be a real community, get, the, get rid of the crime, get rid of the drugs in your community. It's one thing to do that. 
It's another thing to start walking up and on protests and going up to um, going up to um, um, to Congress with guns in your hand because y'all trying to get photo ops. You trying to get photo ops, and you trying to be seen and you trying to be heard, and all that does is end up getting you killed. That's all it does, because now you're seen as a threat, and you're not really a threat by doing that, not an effective one. See, because it shouldn't be about being a threat. You see, it should be more about being effective than being a threat. The effectiveness is in you raising your people, raising them mentally, physically, and soulfully. That's the effectiveness of the work. That's what I do. I'm not interested in going back and forth with Caucasians, politicians, mayors, or whatever the hell, the president. I'm not interested in talking to these people. I'm not interested in talking to them about nothing. People, are, you're supposed to look, you, these people are not even supposed to be in your, in your, in your, um, they're not even supposed to be in your, in your, in your view. You know what I'm saying? They're not supposed to even be in your view. You're supposed to look past these people. You ain't supposed to keep going to these people and asking them, oh, can we, can we, when we going to get reparations? When we going to get reparations? Not yet. When we going to get reparations? Not yet. When we going to get reparations? Not yet. No, y'all niggas ain't getting nothing. Why y'all going to keep with this, man? You know, you want these spectacles. You want to create a spectacle. And it doesn't work. Marching doesn't work. Protesting doesn't work. Okay? It doesn't work. Carrying signs, demanding reparations, voting for president. See, all that's meant to be a loud revolution. Those are loud revolutions. You see? And the beast knows how to control loud revolutions. They know how to. You know how they do that? They get to the one person that's part of the revolution, right? And they look to him. They look to somebody in that loud revolution who they can make a deal with. They look for somebody who's going to sell out. That's who they look for. They look for somebody uh, who's going to sell out, who's going to give over the leadership, who's going to tell the beast to plan and work as a spy within there to give up the, to give up information because they see you as a threat. Well, who the beast going to go, go to when there's a silent evolution? Who are we going to go to? Who are we going to go to and tell them to stop this evolution? You can't stop an evolution. You can stop a revolution just like that. That's how the beast was able to stop the Black Panthers. You can stop a revolution. Tell the white man love a revolution. He loved that. He loved a revolution. He loved to go get hand-in-hand combat, pull out his weapons, pull out all his weapons that he didn't get to use yet. He like a big kid on Christmas time when it comes to a revolution. He go, oh, the niggas are uprising? Oh, wow, I get to pull out these new weapons I got, like some new toys. I'm going to use it on the niggas. You see? They, so they love, they love when you niggas act up. They love when you protest and march and tear up shit. They love all that. You see, then they get to pass new laws and incarcerate you some more and, and the police shoot you more. And all that, but you know why that is? Because that's part of that loud revolution. Anything where you go into them and talking to them and ask them about anything, that's part of the loud revolution, man. There's nothing to talk about. 
no matter what you got to say to them, it's always, it's never going to end out in your best favor. It's always going to be what they're willing to give to you, what they're willing to do for you. It doesn't work. You see? That's, that's, that's you know, that, that that's all that is. It's just people trying to make spectacles of themselves. That's all. They're not changing anything. They just want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to say, yeah, I was out there protesting. Yeah, I did something about it. I was out there protesting. And what is that going to do? Exactly is that going to do? Is that going to change the thinking of these people? No, it is not. They already got their mind made up. That's why it's useless to talk to the mass majority of people out here who disagree with what you're doing because they already got their mind made up and you should already have your mind made up. You already got it made up in your mind. They're not going to change your thinking and they, ain't, they and you ain't going to change their thinking. So what is there to talk about? What is there to talk about? Nothing. You see, that's just a waste of time and eventually a waste of lives, all that revolutionary talk. Because like I said, y'all niggas already done proved y'all not really about that life. You're not about no revolution. You don't want to take over nothing. That's all talk. That's talk. You're not about that. Y'all wouldn't even know what to do if y'all took over. And again, y'all don't even want to, y'all don't have a ruling class mentality to even talk about revolution. Y'all ain't going to overthrow nothing. You ain't thinking about rulership. You just want the white man to be nice to you. That's all. That's all the Black Panthers really wanted. You could talk all that revolutionary shit you want to about the Black Panthers, but they was nothing but a bunch of Marxist Uncle Toms. Aunt Shamimas. That's why a lot of the black females and they ended up with white boys. You see, some a lot of them ended up being liberated bed wenches. Or you black males and they ended up with cave girls. So much for your black revolution. You see? And yo, yo the people that was kind of sincere about they got put to death early. And by snitches and spies in the organization. That's what your black revolution gets you. Fred Hampton lost his life. Because he obviously he was sincere on some level, you're saying, but he was in the wrong direction. See all that revolutionary talk and yeah, Whitey, we're gonna get at the man and Whitey this and we're gonna get it. Man, come on with that, man. All that's nothing but some Marxist nonsense, Satanist nonsense. We all together, discordian nonsense, man. That's this is all. These are all these groups are set up by the beast, man, to put play out to play out this whole black and white thing. To pull out, play out this whole civil disobedience thing. All you niggas that got beat up and, and, and got dogs sicked on you out there in, in the civil rights movement, wouldn't it have just been simpler for y'all just to pull your money and start your own schools? Wouldn't it have been more simple to do that, just to pull your money and start your own schools and not look to the white man? It is these people don't even want you in their school. Why would you want to go someplace you're not wanted? Why would you go someplace you're not wanted? I could see you saying, well, we're going to have our school over here, and we only, we, we only want our tax money to go to our school. We're not paying for your school. You pay for your own school. We're going to educate our own children. We're going to get qualified school teachers, bronze school teachers, and we're going to educate our own children. We're going to build our own medical school. We're going to build our own law school. See, that's what you call a silent evolution. You don't ask the white man for nothing. Because y'all got enough money to take care of anything that y'all need. You niggas always claiming that we spend all this money and we the biggest consumers in America and this, that, and the third, but you ain't going you that's that's nothing to brag about. In other words, you got enough money to take care of everybody but yourself. 
and your own people. That's what that translates into. Let me take a call. 470, you're on the air. Minzak Minzu, Imru Scott Z. Yeah, actually, the children the children are so bright. They're coming out so much more brighter and brighter and brighter that, you know, they're basically not going to want to go to any other school except for ours, basically. They're, they're like, you know how when you said, um, you know, we shouldn't even have, like, you don't even want to talk to the politicians. Like, you know, they shouldn't even be in your view or whatever. You're looking for the right view, view or whatever. Right when you said uh-huh. that. I said, yeah, we're not supposed to have them in our moral compass. Like, that's what you were, like, saying, like, when you were just saying view. Yeah. And this is what the children, and this is what the children are actually comprehending more and more between, like, 11, 10, between 10 and 13, age 10, 13. And, you know, they'll sit and just display their brilliance. They'll just display their supreme intelligence just with the line of questioning and, you know, I'll be breaking something down to them and we're just having an adult conversation and the parents who of course are going to be the main ones that should be out of view, out of the child's view and out of their focus. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, they're paying for the haircuts, they're paying for the food, they're paying, you know what I mean? So it's like, they're still like trying to get beyond the parent and still, you know, get to a place, like, because I was, you know, breaking some things down, and it was all, of course, making sense, but then the father still ended up, you know, stuck in words like truth, words like spirit, you know, all this, and just just never could get past those words, just kept rotatively going back to those two words, and I just kept breaking down the difference between the soul, the spirit, the solar projected, you know, the, the solar projection. And I'm telling this child, literally, you are the future. I'm looking at you. You are the future of world rulership. But unfortunately, you know, your father's going to tell you, hey, listen to, you know, what what I everything I'm teaching you, you know, because you know, he was just totally cutting in the whole time. But everyone else was noticing this child is displaying supreme intelligence. And, you know, it was still shut down by the father, who actually I thought got it, but still at the end of the conversation went reverted rotatively right back into the same spirit, truth talk, you know. And I, I you know, even even conveyed the levels, you know, the, you know, uh, brightness is above here, you know, reality is above here, is above truth, and, you know, truth is attached to the lie, truth plus lie equals belief, you know, the whole the whole thing. And uh-huh. so at the end of the day, the children are going to be the ones to just, you know, set the precedence. They're going to think beyond the parents, and they're going to come to us. That's all I had to add. All right. Thanks for calling that. Exactly. Yes, you know, absolutely. You know, you can't really look to these parents because, see, a lot of these, this generation here, a lot of the, the ones in their 40s and 50s and even a little later, a lot of them still got that civil rights. They got a lot of them. You got some, a lot of them still got that civil rights mindset. A lot of them still got that. Oh, we need some good white people to help us, or we need to be going back and forth with white people because the same people that talk about this. Oh, we need white allies because that's the new thing with a lot of these coon ass Negroes. They keep talking about we need white friends and white allies. 
The same the same people that are saying we need white friends and white allies is the same people that say we got to keep fighting against the white man that's our enemy. The ones who believe that the white man's our ally is the same one. They're no different than the ones that believe that's our enemy. It's the same thing. Enemies, allies, we don't need none of them. We don't need no enemies and we don't need no allies. We only need us. We only need us. And see, if we only depend upon us and, you know, we continue what we're doing in society, working and building together and doing things together and keeping ourselves tight together, close-knit, we're going to get through whatever befalls the society. We will get through it, and we will prevail. We will succeed. We will come out on top. We might have to go through a lot to see that happen as the beast comes down in fury, but it is what it is. We ain't going to get a goddamn thing asking them for nothing, revolting against them, arguing about the laws and whatnot. Let them pass all the laws they want to. The best way you so-called black people can deal with it is to stay the hell out of trouble. See, y'all want to worry about laws being passed and Jim Joe Biden passing some goddamn uh, uh, laws. Maybe if you niggas stay out of trouble, you ain't got to worry about that. If you stay out of trouble and stop doing and, and, and not committing crimes, you ain't got to worry about what crime bills is being passed. Why are you niggas worrying about what crime bill is being passed? You see, because when you commit crimes and things like that and you make yourself known to the public or you doing whatever by that, you are creating a public nuisance and thus a loud revolution in what you're doing. You're making yourself notice to the beast. See, even this is a silent evolution and what i'm saying it's meant to be a silent evolution a futuristic thing because i've always been about the silent evolution because i realized the loud revolution doesn't work and it's not long lasting it's always short term the silent i mean the loud revolution is always going to be uh, uh, uh short-lived you see because you let everybody know what your moves are and again like i said if our goal is to just collectively work together to create a better tomorrow under one name, one mind, one body, one soul of people, you see, when you get when you ask so-called black people to do that, because, you know, to be like, okay, we're going to stand together, one mind, one body, one soul of people working for, of, and by each other, and we ain't trying to worry about and ask the government for nothing. We're just going to do for ourselves and be a real community. See how many so-called black people on board for that? There many black people on board for the real solution to our problem. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear some discourse, some black and white, oh, F the white man, F the police. That's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear that we can go and just do it ourselves, man. We can go and build it ourselves. We can make these things happen ourselves. No, we need to make the white man give us the money so that he can make it happen. We need to make the white man force us to give us give us some filthy lucre site, some goddamn paper. Because that's all you're asking for. You're not asking for anything of any real value when you're asking for reparations. You're asking for paper. You're asking for paper or credit to be able to get things that you want, not what you need, but what you want. You want cars. You want houses. You want to give your your paper, your nothing back to the white man. See, this is another reason why the white man ain't going to give you no reparations. You know why? Because he knows reparations ain't worth a damn thing. Money ain't worth the money he's giving you that, and what you're going to do with it to buy back and material, it ain't even worth it. It ain't worth it to give you the money. I told you the real reason why they will never get black people reparations because they know that you're going to spend it on 
consuming things, and that's gonna that, that's gonna basically make all of those resources, or it's gonna strip the resources from the um, you know, it's gonna strip the resources, you know, whatever goes into making cars, the fiberglass, rubber, whatever, iron, whatever, the things that y'all buy, more is gonna have to be made. You see, more material has to be utilized to give you what you want for those paper dollars, and it ain't worth it. It's just not worth it to give you reparation. They don't want that money. That money, they burn that shit. That don't mean nothing to them. You think that them them giving you money or taking money from that don't mean anything to them. They just can't have you all having it at one time because they already know what y'all going to do with it. You're going to just buy stuff. You gonna Nike going to be out of business. BMW going to be down for a minute. Mercedes going to be down for a minute. Nobody going to be able to get cars. You niggas going to buy up everything. And ain't nobody going to be able to get nothing. You think they don't care about giving nobody no million, two million. They don't care about that. That's no money to them. That's just paper. That's just credits. That's nothing. You would have made better use of money saying, you know what, we're just going to take this and build buildings and educate our children. That would have been more effective. So 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, you got a race, you got a generation of doctors. You got a generation of doctors, um, doctors, men and women who are doctors, dentists, professional people, where we could go to our own kind. We ain't got to go into the hospital and worry about some, um, some doctor trying to push a damn thing in our face. We got to get a jab or, or we can't get no, we can't get seen or, oh, I, my, my woman got a tumor also cut her breast off. So, see, we wouldn't have to worry about that. You see? That's how you. That's 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 what you. That's what happened in a silent evolution. Things get done. People start achieving things when you focus on the evolution of your people, and you ain't worrying about nobody else. But see, when you when when the real focus is not really on the evolution of your people, see, when the real focus is not there, and the focus is more on trying to make white people love you, trying to make white people notice you, trying to make white people acknowledge your very existence trying to kiss white people's asses, when that's the focus, see, that's never going to solve anything. That's never going to solve all these empty-ass empty, these empty ass protests and marches and temper tantrums and they better give us our reparations or else, or else we're going to, or these marches, for, to marches to, to nowhere. That's not doing anything. That's, not, that's doing nothing but pushing that black and white together nonsense again. You see, they like that. They don't. They rather have a loud revolution than a silent evolution. You see, even with our people, I'm show you how effective a silent evolution is. When our so-called black people down down south in that Montgomery bus boycott, when they all just said we ain't riding the bus because we got to sit in the back, we got to be giving up our seat, we got to be living like we in damn South Africa somewhere under apartheid here, and we got to sit in the back, pay the same money, sit in the back. You know what they all did? That was the, that was beautiful. If that came from Martin Lucifer Coon, then, hey, so be it. You know, but that was brilliant. How they just decided to start riding the bus, and the bus company almost went out of business. They should have let it go out of business. They should have never got back on the bus again. They should have got their own bus companies and did their own bus route. They should have never rode the bus again. They should have let it get bankrupt. But like I said, you niggas, you the beast, y'all let the beast be down, and y'all be having him down with his arm behind his back, and y'all be pinning him to the ground, and you let him back up again. 
he just lets you get get back on the bus. Yeah, okay, you niggas can sit anywhere you want and spend your money with me and make us rich again. Instead, you just making sure don't we not gonna buy nothing. We're not gonna ride the buses no more. Period. Dr. Claude Anderson said they had black bus lines there. His family had the black bus lines and stuff like that, and they was making a fortune. And his family should have been reinvesting in stuff for um, bronze people to have, schools and things like that. Support your own schools. Why would you want to support your own restaurant? Why would you want to eat and have these people cook your food or go there? That's that Martin Luther Coon nonsense. And I'm calling him Luther Coon. I said it. So what? You respect that nigga's image. I don't. All them, all that. But you know, that was his handlers telling him to do all these loud protests. And I, you see, that's and that again, that's that discordian nonsense. That's that Luciferian slash Satanist stuff, forcing black and white together. That's all that was about. That was just about forcing black and white together. You see, forcing the black up under the white. That's all that was about. You see, and like I said, when we when y'all did that silent evolution, y'all said, well, you know what, we ain't, you know, that was a spark of evolution. We just ain't going to ride the bus. We all that getting dogs sicked on you, getting bit by dogs and sprayed by water hoses, that, that clown stuff, that was a bunch of nonsense. When they said, no, we ain't just ain't going to ride the bus no more, that was beautiful, you see, because you hit them right where it hurt in their pocket. You hit them right where they hurt, in their pocket. You see? When you say, you know what, we don't want to go in your stores. We don't want to go in your restaurants. We don't want to go in your hotels. We don't want to do any of that. You see, we don't want to spend no money with you. We don't want to, we're going to spend, we're going to have our own hotels over here. We're going to have our own this over here. We're going to live like this over there. We don't want you coming through our town. We don't want you around our, our, our establishment. Y'all didn't take that mindset because, see, part of that whole uh, 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 loud revolutionary talk, it was a lot of coon juice on that. It was a lot of coon juice on them, on them, on them loud revolutionary talks. You see, the one who had the right idea about the silent evolution was the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You ain't really see him up there up in white people faces back and forth all that. You white is the devil. That was for his people. He informed his people that the white man was the devil. That was for his people. That wasn't to be back and forth with white people, back and forth, this, that, and third. Like I said, Malcolm X and people like that who wanted to be back and forth and be connected to Caucasians, they, he brought them into the nation of Islam. And he, made it, he turned their private organization, their private nation into a public one. He brought the nation of Islam out into the forefront, and that was not a good thing. Our people were out in the forefront for our people where we were supposed to be, but that was it, man. We were supposed to be out in the forefront for these people. We was not supposed to be out in the forefront for these people. We was not supposed to be there for their consumption. See, he had the right idea when he was, like, just focused on raising the babies, teaching the babies. He had the right idea. Because at one point in time, like I said, the Nation of Islam was a private organization, a private nation, a private community, until people like Malcolm X took it public. You see, they took it public. Because you can still be out here on these broadcasts and these things like that, and you can still be private in what you're saying. Because I'm still, I consider myself to be private. We consider ourselves to be private. 
I'm not public, even though I'm on public uh, 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 media outlets like Blog Talk. This is still private because I don't get big numbers. I mean, people end up hearing us over time, and that's fine. But I don't get big numbers, and I don't want. I don't really want. I don't really want or care for big numbers too much, only because that tends to, you know, that tends to give your stuff, you know, the ability of having public consumption. And mental like is not for public consumption. It's not. People are gonna, like I said, I don't care if they hear it or if it gets big. So be it. I'm not afraid of it getting big or being loud and public or whatnot. But it's not gonna be because I'm doing that. People are gonna make it public. They're gonna make it. They're gonna push it to the forefront because we on their mind. They not on our mind. And like I said, I'm not interested in going back and forth with white people. I'm not interested in that. You Negroes are still interested in that. Going back and forth on white supremacy, this and the white supremacy, that and the white supremacy is okay. And and what about us? What we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna keep talking about white supremacy and how things are amongst under the white man? Or are we gonna say, you know what? We just gonna come together and we gonna focus on building up ourselves, getting ourselves together, getting our children together, you know, and bearing down and protecting and you know protecting our people. Bearing down and protecting our true people, not all you so-called black people, our true people. And when I say our true people, I'm talking about our Mesoamerican people, our bronze Mesoamerican people who are in the community, who are part of the covenant, who are in the community, our Mentelian people in our community and our covenant. Like I said, that's what I'm talking about when I say bearing down and protecting our people. We're not interested in the rest of the so-called black people because the mass majority of you black people have been trained to want uh, a, a loud revolution. Y'all been trained to want an altercation. Y'all want to go back and forth with white people, whether you out there protesting, marching, and breaking windows with them, whether they got your dumb asses out there with these Black Lives Matter BS, got you simple-ass Negroes out there, and then hit these Caucasians basically using your Black Lives Matter protests to promote LGBT. You see, that's what they use in your Black, pro, black, lives, black lives Matter protests to promote. And then these are the same people breaking the damn windows and breaking and looting in stores, then turn around and blaming it on y'all. You see, they turn around and blame it on y'all. They break these Caucasians, the highest, highest crisis actors, breaking in stores and whatnot. And, and these people, these businesses get millions of dollars in damn, uh, in damn uh, uh, insurance payouts. And they targeting you Negroes and saying y'all breaking in these, these white people breaking in stuff, stealing stuff. These homosexuals and lesbians that's running around the LGBT that really control Black Lives Matter. See, this is what happens when you have loud revolution. Everybody and their mother end up being in a part of it. Next thing you know, everybody and their mother, they conspiring against you. They become secret spies and agents in your organization and your revolutionary group. Why you think the Black Panthers had so many spies and, and all that nonsense? You didn't hear about all the and then the Nation of Islam, and you didn't hear about all these agents in the Nation of Islam until until about the 50, late 50s, late 50s, early 60s when Malcolm X started popularizing it. Because as soon as they got on the white man's radar about the Nation of Islam because of Malcolm X, as soon as they got on the white man's radar, you know the first thing they wanted to do is send some agents into the Nation of Islam to spy on them. You see, that's what... See, that brings the beast out. Those loud revolutions bring him out. Next thing you know, he want to send niggas into your organization to uh, spy on you, to set you up. You see? Notice that. Whenever you start trying to be loud in your revolutions and whatnot, 
that's when the beast comes in and he infiltrates and you'll send these niggas and it'll infiltrate your organization. Notice right after the whole thing with Dr. York and them and the, and the pyramids down there in the building, when he tried, and you know, he tried to go call himself going public, had Jesse Jackson on the land and Al Sharpton and trying to be public and, you know, you know, kind of align himself with them boule ass Negroes. That's when he started having the problems. That's when all of a sudden the police charge getting fired. That's when he started having these problems. You know, when you start when you start trying to, you know, fit in with these people or do anything with these people, have people out there marching and voting and all this other silly shit. You see? No, man. See all that 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 loud revolution is played out. All that loud revolution and marching and whitey this and you know, we want our reparations and we're gonna turn this mother out and all this silly stuff. Man, we ain't got time for that. It's very ineffective. All that stuff is ineffective. It is not helping our people. All it's going to do is get the babies to think that in order for, you know, not not to mention getting our people beat up and shot and thrown in jail or whatever, but all that's going to do is teach the babies that, oh, if if it's time to get something done, we got to go to white peoples. We got to go to these white peoples, and we got to beg them or, uh, demand them or uh, tell about our rights to them. No, 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 no. That's not the message we're giving our babies. The message is we can do it ourselves, whatever it is. We can do it ourselves, collectively, quietly, do it ourselves. You see, that's that's the message. I said this before, I said this again. People ask me, well, what's the solution? I gave you the solution, but y'all don't want to follow the solution. I'm talking to people on the outside of the community. You don't want to follow the solution. Only the solution-driven people are going to want to follow the answer, the solution. Because I got the answer to the problems of our people. I got the answer. But y'all don't want the answer because the answer does not include back and forth with white people. It doesn't include going back and forth with white people. So already you niggas don't want to hear it anyway. It don't involve us going up and protesting and marching and breaking windows and talking about F the police. It don't involve any of that. It don't involve no altercations. No, no uh, encounters, no interactions, or no, you know, back and forth. It don't involve that because that doesn't get anything done. It doesn't change anything. In fact, it makes things worse because the ultimate goal is to see our people stand up again as the beast is falling down. To get our people to stand again, and even him falling down is none of our business. You might hear me make mention of it. I don't care. I don't care. I'm only making mention of it as a reference point. But I'm not. I'm not concerned about what 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 they do in the society. I'm not. I'm not concerned about what they do in the society. I'm not interested in the government. I'm not interested in nothing they're talking about. You see, you Negroes are still interested in that. And like I said, you got certain people. It's fine that they be interested in it. You see, it's fine. That's their that's their lot in life. They're supposed to hitch their wagon to the beast and think that. Through him, through him, some form of uh, uh, some form of power, uh, some form of transference of power is going to come, and they're, they're finally going to admit that we all the same and all this other nonsense. We're not the same, and see, so you had to receive that reality within this silent evolution. All you had to do is listen to mental act. All you had to do is be quiet and listen. You had to receive that very real and silent evolution 
that should have evolved your way of thinking, your mind when it comes to these people and asking them for anything. Is you should you should have looked at them twice after what you heard after what I told you about the fact that these people are nothing but humans, aka two legged animals with fur and everything else, and you should not be mixing your seed with these people. You should not be laying with these people, protesting with these people, nothing. You see, nothing. And like I said, a lot of y'all think y'all have to do that or that you willfully are electing yourself to do that, to be one of those people that cause yourself closing the bridge or the gap between black and white. Be my guest. Go ahead. Don't do it here, though. Leave and go ahead and do that. Because I'm interested in the silent evolution, not the loud revolution, the back and forth talking, the chatter, the nonsense. I'm interested in the real evolution, the silent evolution, in which I tell my people, and they do what they need to do. And the evolution, pursuant to the evolution of them, they do what's needed to be done. Other than that, we don't need nobody, like, helping us or doing any of that stuff. We don't need that. It's about us. It's about us. We don't need nobody helping us. We can help us. All we ever had was us. All we ever going to have is us, you see. And you only get to know that when there is a silent evolution in place. That's when you get to know that. You will never get to know that as long as you are still trying to be part of these loud revolutions. You see, one of the things somebody said, and it was powerful, you got you got these Negroes over here trying to vote Republican. You got these Negroes over here trying to vote Democrat. But the most powerful vote, the most powerful vote that nobody has ever considered is the vote for no one, meaning do not participate in voting, bronze people. Do not participate in any form of voting. It's a sham. And why, but, I'm, but what I'm saying is you will have more power and more leverage in your voting without voting because the beast will come to you when they see you're not participating in the process. When they see that you're not participating in the process, then they're going to try to roll out some Negroes and try and get you to vote. And because, see, a, a voice that's as silent is a voice that's in evolution. I told you the beast fears our evolution more than the revolutionary mindset. They fear our evolution. You see, they fear our evolution. They fear our rise, our extension, our growth. And like I said, it's nothing they can really do about it, like I said, because we're not out here trying to advocate or promote anything to anybody. I said this. I'm not out here trying to promote anything to anybody. But what I will do, what I will say is simply the silent evolution is the best and the only evolution, is the only way for our people to restore themselves. We need to get quiet and get with ourselves, and we need to start fixing ourselves and get rid of those who can't be fixed. Sacrifice them to the beast. 
we need to fix ourselves and only focus on ourselves. We ain't got time to focus on nobody else. None. And because we don't have time to focus on anybody else, we don't have time for people to tell us what we need to be focused on. We don't need nobody reminding us of that. And like I said, when you got people who are invested in taking from your image, taking from your likeness, from your mindset, be mindful of those people and their agenda. Like I said, the people in the Black Lives Matter, I'm pretty sure they were not mindful. All they saw was, oh, a trickle of cash coming in. Same thing with other groups that have been bought out. We'll be right back.
You know, part of having a silent evolution, part of having a silent evolution is it gives you time to think. It gives you time to think, right? It gives you time to think, and it also gives you time to figure out what it is that you want to accomplish and what you're trying to do. See, when you're part of some loud revolution, when you're part of something like that, you know, what happens is basically you get lost, your words get lost in, uh, how you say, they get lost in translation, right? They get lost in translation. When your words get lost in translation, when your words are no longer making a real difference in what you're doing, when you can no longer, um, you know, make reference to yourself or see yourself as a people any longer, when you can no longer do that because you're getting, you're getting drowned out in all this uh, rhetoric. You're getting drowned out in rhetoric from people, and people are being allowed to, you know, take your, um, take your identity, take the things you stand for, and, you know, basically, you know, fall, you know, just stumble over, just take out everything that you're about, you know, because, like I said, you don't have time to really, um, you don't really have time to think about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, what your thoughts are, what you're doing. Because, like I said, you got so many people trying to dictate to you what you should be doing as a collective people. And you get caught up in that revolutionary mindset. You start putting your focus on you against them and them against you instead of you and your people for each other. You should be thinking about us for each us for us, not us against them, not this, no, us for us, and us being the best we can be, the greatest we can be. You see, you got people who can't find that within themselves, so they want to blame everyone for their, you know, situation, because I said this before, I'll say it again, if bronze people, if our people just focused on us, if we just focused on us and we wasn't worried about everybody else, if we focused on us silently and became a real community, like what you see the Jewish community, like what you see, you know, everybody else silently, we ain't got, like I said, just amongst ourselves. And we said that we're going to take our blocks and we're going to hold our blocks and hold our community. We're not letting everybody move up in our community and gentrify our neighborhood. See, once you start saying, taking stands like that, that silent, that's the silent evolution that makes the loudest makes the loudest impact. See, the silent evolution makes the strongest and the loudest impact. See, because that's not you. You know, you can't stop people from evolving. You can't stop people from. See, that's why it's a waste of time to do these loud revolutions because you're not going to change any people's anybody's mind. People's minds are made up the way they made up, no matter what you do. So, what are you fighting people for? You see, who are you fighting? Because, again, when people are fighting against each other, there's going to be winners, there's going to be losers. 
When you got one of these loud revolutions, nobody wins. Nobody wins. The people, the people who are in charge, like I said, they're going to keep their position. And they never really saw it as a competition anyway. They never really took you seriously because they know that you so-called black people, you can't even get your neighborhoods together, your communities together. You can't do nothing. So how the hell are you expecting these people to give you a piece of their pie or give you a piece of anything or be fighting for them and you can't even get your own self together? That's like a boxer that goes into the ring. The boxer goes into the ring and he want to fight the opponent. And this boxing ain't work out. He didn't get his stuff together. His body flabby. He overweight and things like that. But he want to get up and start fighting. That's you so-called black people when it comes to the so-called white man. You want to fight against the white man who's looking lean, trim, slim, and in shape. And you niggas are flabby and out of shape and everything else. I'm using this as a reference or a euphemism for your communities and how you, what kind of ways you raise your families, what you allow in your neighborhoods whether y'all following a law and an order, whatever. You see, you represent the out-of-shape boxer who want to get in the damn fights with and, and, and be boxing with other opponents. That's, that's the analogy of the so-called black race. That's the analogy of the so-called black race. You want to get in the ring and, and fight for nothing. You want to fight for recognition. You want to fight for clout. You don't want to fight for your own evolution. Now, again, that's something that's going to... That's the only... That only that's the only thing that will help you or save you in these last days, what we do for ourselves. You see, you're going to lose every time. That's why I say you have to get your own house in order. You have to get your own house in order. That has always been the answer. We have always been the answer to our problems because it was us that got us into these problems. So wouldn't it make sense that we be the answer to our own problems, being that it was us that got us into this problem? It was us that got us into this problem, so who got to get us out? Us. But you so-called black people, you don't want to look at us. You want to look at them. You think them, they got the power to change things. They don't have the power to change anything. They don't. Not where it really counts. Yeah, they could do the, the they could do the, uh, the, the, top, the topical aesthetics of change. They could make it look like change, like they'll give you some civil rights. They'll let you shop in the same stores with them. They'll let you have a job for them. They'll let you basically go to the same hotels as them. That's, the, that's social aesthetics because, you know, all those people that run those businesses, they're business people first and foremost, and they want everybody's money. They don't just want white people's money. They want everybody's money. That's why you're allowed to go up in the same hotels they are. That's why you're allowed to go in the same restaurants as they are, because they want everybody's money. There ain't nobody trying to go out of damn business. You see? When white people ain't got money like you think they got, they ain't got it like that. They want you to believe they all got it. They, a lot of them ain't got it. Like, a lot of them is poor white trash. And like I said, these white people, they ain't trying to depend on poor white trash to take care of their businesses. They want, that, they want money from wherever it comes from. You see, they want money wherever it come from. They ain't just trying to depend on the white people. They trying to depend on everybody's money. But see, when you start withholding your money and you start putting things in perspective yourself and you start trying to be a community yourself, then you start to say, you ain't got to be all you crackers this, you honkies this, and you fucking that all you crackers devil. You ain't got to do all that, man. You see, what you do is make your people better. You make your body stronger. The uh, the, the the guy that's going to be the boxer, he's going to have an opponent. You see, 
he ain't got he he if he if he's strengthening his body, tightening up and toning his body and working out his body, he's already don't he already don't won the fight. He done won the fight. He done knocked his opponent out just by doing that. He done won the fight just by getting himself together. You see, he already done won the fight. As a matter of fact, you ain't even he ain't the other the opponent is not even in your weight class no more. You yo you 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 wait you over your your weight class is over him now. He's not even in your weight class no more. You done got your weight up that much. You done got your body that lean. You done got your body that in they don't want it with you. And that's how the silent evolution works. Because twenty years down the line, thirty years down the line, since them so so called black people claim our people had these problems with the white man and we can't and we need this and we need that. You sure didn't put your you sure didn't you so called black, you sure didn't come together to put your people in power, put your people in a seated position. You got millions and millions of black people in this country and abroad, you know, you got millions of black people in America. You mean to tell me that all of these people who are being discriminated against, who are being red light and all this other stuff, and these people that are being all this is happening to them, you mean to tell me that they can't fix their own problems? They can't fix their own. If, they, if, if y'all wanted, to, if, if it was nothing else that y'all ever agreed on, it should have been that. And you don't even need all the support, the millions of black people. All you need is maybe, like I said, a couple of hundred thousand. It's enough to move everybody, but everybody should have been on board with that. But no, it's majority ain't. Which, like I said, it's the reason why you don't need everybody. There's a reason why everybody ain't meant to be part of what you're doing. Because, again, a lot of these people are just out here for, you know, like I said, they out here to make spectacles of themselves. They live their existence as, you know, as a, as a spectacle. They're out here to party and BS, party and BS. Be seen, be heard, turn up, turn out, show out. That's all they around for. That's really what they want. They don't want any evolution for our people because evolution for our people is not real to them. Evolution for our people is not real to them. What's real to them is being coons and sambos. That's real to them. Evolution is not real to them. You have to learn that. Evolution is not real to them. You see, revolution, going through the same thing over and over and over again, expecting expecting different results but keep getting the same outcome, that's real to them. They keep going through this saga with white people over and over and over again. Hopefully someday they're going to accept us. You got certain these niggas, the mass majority of these niggas got such low self-esteem. You niggas got such low self-esteem that even if it means begging the white man to acknowledge you, Begging him to kiss you, begging him, begging him to bend over so you could kiss his ass. You black females begging to get in bed with him, with his with his cave nasty cave dwelling ass. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, that's that's how sick y'all are. That's how that's how low and your how low you sunk in your uh, in your self esteem. That you wasn't commit bestiality lay with one of these humans because you got low self esteem. You see, you got very low self-esteem. You see, that's one of the things you need to conquer in the in this silent evolution, the low self-esteem of your people. But there's going to be a topic I'm going to do, conquering the low self-esteem of the, Mesoamer- the bronze Mesoamerican people. Conquering the low self-esteem of the bronze. That's probably a Mesoamerican topic. Conquering the low self-esteem of our, our Mesoamerican bronze people. 
Because a lot of a lot of you suffer from that. Being black people, of course, you want to suffer from low self esteem. Being told you black, you see, being told that you know you black and you ugly and your hair nappy, you are going to suffer from low self esteem. You see. So, like I said, these are the things that need to be handled in our silent evolution. Finding pride in us, finding pride in who we are. That's one of the things that needs to be addressed in that silent evolution. We ain't got to be going out here telling, yeah, we look better than you white people. You white, ugly. You ain't got to do all that. Y'all smell like dogs, and y'all got, I mean, I say my little stuff. But like I said, I'm not going back and forth. We ain't, we ain't got to do that. You see, we ain't got to do that. We ain't got to go back and forth with them. We ain't got nothing to prove to them. We have everything to prove to ourselves. That'll be a great way exactly to purify us. We got nothing to prove to them. But we got everything to prove to ourselves. You see, we have to fix ourselves. And the whole point of the Mesoamerican community was to fix ourselves as a people, mind, body, soul, you see, heritage. Everything has to be fixed. Everything has to be repaired. And we're the only ones that can repair it. Again, looking for people to do for us. Like you Negroes look for Barack Obama, who's not a Mesoamerican. He's not Mesoamerican. He's an African. He's an African-American or African-American, African, you see, that's not, he's not, like I said, that's not going to help us. Looking to these people who are not us is not going to help us. You see, this is the only thing that can help us. What I'm doing here is the only thing that can ultimately help us, those of us who want to be helped. You got some of us who don't want to be helped. They're helpless. And they're only looking for help to come from the so-called white man. That's all they're looking for help to come from. They all, you know what I'm saying? They're only looking for help to come from the so-called white man. That's it. If it ain't coming from him, they're not interested. If it ain't coming from him, they're not interested. And that's fine. You don't have to be. That's fine. We have something much greater in store. We have something much greater in store in the evolution of us. But we must first and foremost learn what that evolution is. And it's mental act. For those of you who are wondering, it's mental act. It is what we're doing here. Because, like I said, we're never going to get to where we have to be if we keep relying on people to take us there other than us. We're the only ones that can take us where we got to go. And that's toward the fourth dimension. And for those of you who are coming into this Mesoamerican community, aligning you with the third dimension so that eventually you'll be ready for that fourth dimensional leap. We got a lot of work to do within ourselves. We got a lot of work to do in ourselves or ourselves. And that work should never be interrupted. That work should not be compromised by anyone who is looking to make a spectacle of themselves or looking to make us a spectacle just because they want YouTube views, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, 
All these want to be seen and want to be heard niggas are not going to help you. They're here for they, these niggas are here for YouTube views. They're here for monetization money. They're not here for the evolution of our people. We'll be right back.
That's all we got time for, pure reality. We got time for pure reality and nothing else. We got time for our own evolution and nothing else. We should not be making time for anything else but us. That's all we should be making time for. You see? If that's not going to be our focus, if that's not going to be our constant and continuous mindset, then we we together for nothing, man. We're together for nothing. You see, we have to constantly keep going. You see, we have to constantly keep going. We have to be one mind, one body, one soul, one family. That's it. Nothing else. Without that, there is nothing else. This is all we got. We all we got. And y'all need to start acting like that. You ain't got no help from these people. You're not supposed to have any help from these people. They're going to stand in your way and make your life difficult because of who you are, because they know we have the power to ascend the throne and stand on top of it and keep it this time and cut out all the BS. Cut out all the BS. The age of BS is over. The age of BS is over. We done been through the BS. We done did the BS. The time for BS is over. You see? Time for BS is over. The time for evolution has started. The evolution has started. And in this evolution, there can be no delay on our extension. There can be no delay. We don't have all the delay. We don't been held back long enough. And guess who's been holding us back? We've been holding us back. We've been holding us back. And niggas that have been walking with us, acting like they with us, when they really was with the beast, they've been holding us back. Because the message should not have been, what can we do to get some more white allies or what can we do to get some more white enemies? No, the, 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 the conversation should have been, what can we do to evolve ourselves? What can we do amongst ourselves? Because that's where the true power comes, when you produce it within yourselves. That's where the true power comes at. Now, when you say all of that, guess what? You want to see who's ready to stand with you and who's ready to stand in front of you. Who's going to stand side by side with you and who's going to stand in front of you to block you. You want to see there's many more people that are willing to, uh, 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 you see, there's more people that's willing to stand in front of you and block you than to stand up with you. You see, you're going to find that out. And that's okay. That's fine. Let them stand in front. Let them stand in front of us. Because our force, the sheer force of our will, the sheer force of our solar projected power, the sheer force of us as the almond race collectively coming together will move every and any obstacle out of our way. Y'all hear me? I'm I'm that serious. A lot of these people want to keep putting putting the obstacles in our way, just back and forth. Oh, we can't do this. Oh, we can't do that. We can do whatever we want to do. We can do whatever we want to do, but we have to want to do the right thing, the righteous thing. If you don't want to do the right thing or the righteous thing, then no, 
you're not going to be able to do whatever you want to do. What you want to do has to be in alignment with what you need to do, and that is righteousness. We, by nature, must be righteous people, and, we, and that righteousness is focusing on of ourselves. To hell with everybody else. To hell with everybody else who ain't us. If you ain't us, then we don't give up about you. You see, our, you are not our focus. You see, let everybody let 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 black people keep focusing on everybody else. Let them keep asking everybody for that for something else. Let them keep asking for a piece of the pie. Let them keep marching and protesting and carrying signs and be having their having their movements co opted and them being made to be a bunch of hoes in their own movement, being a bunch of hoes on the track in your own movement. Why you got a bunch of damn carpet munchers, black carpet munchers, running around here acting like they some stars that they, they helped them liberated black carpet munchers that with their white girlfriends, they white stud girlfriends running around acting like they down with y'all. Yeah, my black brothers and black sisters. Nah, man. Off with them niggas' heads, too. Off with them niggas' heads, too. You see, and when I say off with their heads, I mean off with their, just, just off with their mental, everything that is connected to us, let them go, man. Off with their heads. You see, that go for the beast too, man. They shouldn't even be no focus at this point. It should be all about us. So if we fail, we're going to fail because we didn't do what we were supposed to, not because of nobody else. It will be because of us. If there's failure, it will be because of us. If there is success, it will be because of us. Only way that it will come, because of us. And once you understand that, once that becomes a reality, then we can get so much more accomplished. We will get nothing accomplished as long as we are constantly submerged in this loud revolution. Right now, niggas are in a loud revolution right now, whether you know it or not. Niggas are in a loud revolution. Why? Because niggas make the best news. Like in the 60s when they showed you, that was the news right there, showing niggas getting dogs sicked on them, getting water hoses sprayed on them. Niggas brought excitement to the news, burning down cities and protesting and running up in damn court buildings, Capitol buildings, Congress buildings, all that silly shit, all that nonsense, all that, oh, look at me, recognize me, I want to be seen. You niggas just want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to show up and show out, and that hasn't changed. Like I said, whether you niggas was, um, um, Going up and you know and breaking windows and protesting in the sixties and and get the white man to to you niggas now your grandchildren up here twerking at a damn at a damn uh Black Lives Matter meeting it's still the same attention and attention mongering that y'all was doing back then. We ain't looking for no attention from white people. See, we ain't looking for attention. Bronze people ain't looking for attention from white people. Black people are though. Black people are looking for attention. They looking for white friends, white allies. Or on the other side, looking for white enemies. We ain't looking for no white allies or no white enemies. We ain't looking for no human allies or no human enemies. None. 
We ain't looking for no black allies, no black enemies, or black enemies. We don't want none of that. We want nothing to do with y'all. Simple as that. And hopefully the ones of our people are waking up. You will adopt that same mentality as you are waking up to who you are as a people. So let me go ahead and read this question before we get out of here. What is a silent evolution versus a uh, loud evolu- revolution? Excuse me. The silent evolution is what you do with your community. When you come together collectively as a people, you find that common ground, that common thing that unites you all as a people with us, as, us as Mesoamerican people. That's what unites us. That's what unites the bronze ones of our people, the copper-colored races. We, those who are of this society, born into this society, what unites us, we, we are united as Mesoamerican people. We're united as that by the body, by nationality, internationality. We're united as Mesoamerican people. And that's all that should be our focus. That is taught to us in these broadcasts. Us as mentalists, you know, by uniting the mind as the almond race, that's taught to us in reality in these broadcasts. This is our silent evolution. You don't hear me up here talking about F the white man, F. You know, F, F we're going to go fight with them for, and go, we're going to get our reparations. We're going to go up to this. We ain't doing all that, man. We ain't with none of this stuff here. We go, oh, they need to change the politics. We need some more politicians. We need to go to Capitol Hill and tell them we want some black politicians and we need some black representation. Y'all, look, you got black representation already. And you know what? They're a bunch of coons. Surprise. They're a bunch of coons and Sambos and Aunt Jemima's. Which one is more effective? The silent evolution, of course. Because, again, we don't need to make the noise. We, we, we do talking amongst ourselves. Even, here, even this is not really making no noise. Like I told you, I'm not interested in a bunch of people listening to me or hearing me or following me. People are going to come who's supposed to come. Like I said, this evolution is an ongoing thing. This is a constant. We're about spreading power. We're not about the rise of power. We're about the spread of power because all things that rise eventually fall. But you spread things out, and that will, con- that will continuously produce a vibration. What have black people followed? Black people have been duped into following the loud revolution, i.e. all these protests, marches, storming. Congress like the Black Panthers did It has got, got that man life taken from him At 21 years old He left behind a child and a, and a baby That he never got a chance to see uh, uh, Fred Hampton Chairman Fred Hampton Left a young, young, young wife behind And a child that he never saw His son is out here Fred Hampton Jr. Never got a chance to see his father They slaughtered him Why? Because you guys with this loud revolutionary nonsense You see when all you could have been focused on is your children and, and, and your community. That's it. You don't need to be talking to the beast about it. Ain't nothing to talk to him about. You can make a difference in your own lives, in your own community, going to them and asking for rights to carry guns and all this other nonsense. Thank God with that, man. You see? All right. What should black people follow? Violent evolution, of course. Because we never been, we never were cohesive and collective in our evolution We never came together We never tried that But we're doing it now We're taking another road So when you Negroes ask me What the hell You know brother Well what's your solution brother I told you what my solution is The silent evolution Is my solution You know Y'all keep with the loud revolutionary talk Good luck with that 
what what's the next stage of power for bronze people? Amen. Just like that. And that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And Amen we trust. And Amen we thank. And Amen we get we um, continue forward forever. I am the intellectual Nubin Mankares. This has been Mental Like Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night. Take it back.